Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. How lovely to see so many of you here. Uh, my name is Kate Moss. I'm a novelist and a playwright and have the very good fortune uh, to be the deputy chair of this amazing theatre, the National Theatre. Uh, we're sitting here, of course, on the Littleton uh, stage in front of this beautiful set. And we are obviously not going to spoil things, um, but you will all know that there is that extraordinary moment in the September 19. Uh, 93, when Isaac Rabin and Yasser Arafat um, signed and then shook hands on the White House lawn. And out of such moments of history, sometimes theatre comes. So you, of course, all know that what you're going to see or have seen, the play Oslo, wonderful play by J.T. Rogers, brilliantly directed by Bart Scher. You know that this is a theatrical imagining of a real moment in history. It isn't the truth. That's not what we do in the theatre. Um, but we do, however, <laughs> have the true Norwegian ambassador, um, the Mona who sees herself on the stage. Mona, welcome to the National Theatre. We're, we're so grateful that you Thank could you come. So Thank much. you. So, taking that as the starting point, obviously in the theatre, we need heroes, we need <laughs> the leads, we need heroes and villains. And so, of course, within this, there will have been many, many, many people involved in this extraordinary moment, the secret talks, uh, in order to get to that moment on the lawn. Um, but in the play, you and your husband are very much, you know, the people leading that. Could you just share a little bit of actually how it came to be that you and your husband, with others, were involved in these secret talks that actually led to one of the most important handshakes that we've had in recent time. Yeah, how, how much time do we have? We've got uh, half an hour <laughs> and then 15 minutes for questions. Because it, it, it's certainly a, a, a very complex uh, background story to all this. Um, but uh, for, for at least for myself and actually also for my, my husband, uh, the sort of the whole sort of involvement and the, the interest for, for the Middle East started by, by me being uh, sent uh, at my first post as a young diplomat. Diplomat uh, to Cairo, Egypt, um, and uh, before that, I had very little knowledge. I dare say, of course, I've been studying international relations and things at university, so I knew about the conflict in the mid Middle East. But to come there and to live there and to see firsthand. Um, not least by going to Gaza, going to Israel, going to, to the Palestinian uh, areas at the time, the occupied territories, I, I certainly saw for myself that incredibly tragedy about uh, young people uh, risking their life and the suffering on mm. both sides. Mm. Uh, and this was during sort of the first intifada at the late uh, 80s. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of my sort of um, what about to say <laughs> emotional uh, and 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 of course also political engagement into the uh, into the conflict. Um, so it was the it was the sort of the humans, the reality of the all those boys in particular, but also girls and the women's and the mother. The idea that this just kept going. Yeah. And in your mind, you thought. 
Yeah, of course, I didn't think then that, oh, maybe we should make <laughs> peace. Uh, obviously not, but, but I think, I think it, it, it's, when, when you ask me how it sort of came about, I think it, it starts somewhere, the, yeah. the, uh, the engagement, the involvement uh, that maybe goes a little beyond sort of being sort of a professional diplomat and mm -hmm. at least you... I, uh, I mean, I think at least it was kind of a, a passionate diplomacy that uh, that we ended up uh, doing then. Um, but of course, it ha it had to do with the fact that uh, that, I, that I was representing uh, the Norwegian Foreign Ministry then as a diplomat, then going back to uh, um, to Norway. My husband uh, working for uh, for a think tank, mm -hmm. a research institute in Norway, also then getting involved in in research in uh, in 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 the Middle East or in between, or mainly on in the Palestinian areas, Gaza and the West Bank. And and then we started to have contacts uh, with uh, with uh, both Israelis and the Palestinians, and uh, like you said, many people involved and many sort of. Uh, and in the end, and not to to make the the story short, I mean we were sort of a little able to connect the dots uh, by using sort of a, a an NGO or or a private organization in Norway, connect that with the foreign ministry, and then being able to offer or to propose to the two sides, why don't you come to Norway? We can guarantee neutrality because Norway has no mm. sort of vested interest. We are a neutral country. We think in most conflicts and, and certainly in, in the Middle East, we had very good contacts with both sides. We could, and we tried, and, and I think we managed uh, secrecy. Uh, we could uh, guarantee deniability by <laughs> by the two parties coming there, and if it was known, we could easily say that no, no, it's just a research project, and they are coming here to discuss. Uh, it has nothing to do with any governments or anything. Mm. So, mm. so it was a little of a perfect match and connecting the dots and mm. uh, and having a very strong backing then from uh, from uh, fr from my foreign minister at the time, Torvald Stoltenberg and uh, we, uh, we managed to, uh, to, to get it started. Yeah. Because it was actually, at that point, wasn't it illegal for people in Israel to actually speak directly to PLO and representatives? So, I mean, that, that is a very big barrier. It's yeah. not just they don't want to talk. So, do you, in this sort of situation, um, go around on both sides identifying people who you thought might have ears to listen to your proposal that they should come to Os outside Oslo and to come to a castle in a wood. I mean, it's it's rather romantic. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah. No, but it was was also very much they coming to us. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was actually very much representatives from the PLO who came to us uh, and, and suggested, suggesting and also asking whether we could be helpful for them getting in direct contact with the Israelis at the time, because we have to remember at the same time there were some official negotiations going on in, 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 in Washington and other, other places called sort of the Madrid process, where, where the Palestinians was forbidden to be represented as PLO, but mm. as a Palestinian organization consisting of Palestinians from the occupied territory jointly with a Jordanian uh, uh, yeah, team. So, so this was sort of for the first time that the PLO sort of was looking for 
direct contact yeah. with the Israelis. And then, of course, the Israelis also realized that maybe we'll, after a while, maybe we will better, be better off to deal directly Right. with the PLO, because they knew that Yasser Arafat was sitting in Tunis and calling the shots anyway. Yeah. So why don't talk you to don't. representative yeah. directly from him and try to... But as you said, this was extremely risky at the time. It yeah. was illegal for Israelis to meet with PLO officials and for PLO officials to be, if it got to be known that they were speaking to sort of the arch enemy, the mm. occupier, Israel, was also quite a dramatic step to take. But your belief, and I, su I suspect many people's belief, that in the end, the weapons go down and the talking has to start. Mm. So one of the things I think that uh, JT Rogers' wonderful play does so, so well is the excitement of it mm. and also the nerves of it. Mm. Can you remember that first moment when the different planes landed mm. on Norwegian mm. soil and mm. they were all coming in their mm. different cars on their mm. way mm. to, you know, what did you feel when you thought, what's going to happen when they're actually in mm. the room? Yeah, now we were extremely nervous uh, <laughs> and they were nervous. They were nervous too uh, about meeting each other. They, they didn't know, I mean, we did, they didn't know all that much about us, so they didn't know if we will be able to handle all this, to, to make it secret, to get them through the, the, the passport control and to have them sort of smuggled in through the kitchen way into the uh, hotel rooms mm. and, uh, and other places. So everybody was really on their toes. And you know, when you are that, you can start to do a little sort of, uh, you become quite edgy and <laughs> everybody was, uh, so, um, which I think, it's also uh, a good thing with the play then because it shows yeah. very much sort of how much was at stake and how stressed everybody uh, were at the time. But one of the things that f for me not knowing what it's like to be in a diplomatic situation <laughs> like that, obviously, um, I kept thinking every now and again, oh, just pull yourself together. Mm. Now, how do you cope when you're in that situation? You know that either side could suddenly say, that's it, mm. this word is wrong, this politics is mm. wrong. Mm. How do you all keep your patience, mm. I suppose, to know just a little bit closer, a little mm. bit closer, because that comes across so mm. strongly. And I, I'm, you know, I'm full of admiration <laughs> for, for the fictional you and, and your <laughs> husband and everybody in that. Mm. How do you do it, though, as a diplomat? Yeah, I, I think it's very important to, uh, to know that uh, from the very beginning, we, as Norwegians, we never... Uh, or saw ourselves as sort of, I mean, real mediators going in there and to start to propose and start to push and pull and because, I mean, we represent the country that we would never uh, or either have a carrot nor a stick nor an anything mm. to force anybody. So the whole idea was this direct contact between the two sides. And we then consider ourselves to and, and, and I think you will hear it in the play as well, to be sort of facilitated. That was our role. We wanted to create the right kind of atmosphere, to have them trying to relax, try for them to start to relate to each other, not only as enemies, of course, they, they were, mm. and, uh, and you can say they still are, but, but, but also to try to see the person sitting right opposite as mm. we are, we are mm. now. Mm. And I think 
in a sense that we managed well was exactly that. We managed to have them relax, to have them sort of, and we, um, we, we started and we, we sort of encouraged them to start to talk about anything else than the mm. conflict in mm. the beginning. They started to talk about their families, yeah. their lives, and with a lot of humor, and they suddenly discovered, wow, we have the same kind of humor. Mm. So they, they, they really sort of got, got to know us each other on a, on, a, on a personal or on a um, sort of a, a, a human level, yeah. which yeah. I think was, was extremely important. But, but of course, every time then, and that actually almost happened every time, because we put them in the room and we told them, no, you, you have to agree to disagree about the past, because you can never uh, agree on who did what and how unfair things have been each other have been treated. Uh, start to look, forget, not, not, not forget history, because nobody can forget history, but try mm. to concentrate where do we go from here, what we could do now, and think about your children, think mm. about what mm. you can do. And we leave, it, we leave you here, we will wait outside, and you try to get that mm. relation mm. between you. Mm. But then, of course, almost every time when we left them in the room, we were just sitting outside <laughs> and it took hours and hours and hours. And I think almost every time they came out, one or the other said, I can't take this anymore. I'm oh, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is impossible. Yeah. I can't take it. I have to go back to Tunis or I have to go back to, uh, to Tel Aviv. I have to call the chairman or I have to call my boss. And this and is, this would is hopeless. Would you then, would then one of your guys say, okay, we've got to get them back in, we're going to schedule another meeting. Mm. You know, was it that ad hoc with the meetings or were they all already? No, no, they no. were very much <laughs> ad hoc and almost every time when they then left, they said we will never come back. Uh, so then we had to start to, and then we started to call them then and say, well, but why can't you... Uh, why can't you see if you can sort of do a little sort of adjustment mm. here? I mean, see if there is something there. And, and then they called us and said, we've been thinking about it. Can you, can you check with them if this is something that might sort of... And in the end, we managed then to say, okay, we will come. And uh, either, or most of the time, come back to, to Oslo, then, but to different places. Um, and, uh, and they sort of inch by inch sort mm. of made, made, made progress mm. then. What did you, the, you, you, <laughs> feel when you saw the signing and that handshake? Did you mm. feel joy or did you feel pride? Did you feel relief? You know, what, what did you feel having known you'd actually been part of making that happen? Mm. Now, of course, it was, uh, I think it was a lot of mixed feelings because, mm. first of all, completely exhausted. So yeah. uh, hardly we had, there have been so many sleepless nights and days mm. for, uh, for nine months, almost sort of continuously mm. sort of being in that, uh, in that bubble. Um, and of course, we also had quite some emotional moments also because this agreement, we secretly signed it in the government guest house in, in <laughs> Norway before it was signed. So, and we made speeches and we sort of made our ceremony out of it. And, and maybe, maybe that was even more emotional yes. uh, for me at least because I mean to, to see especially for, for the Israelis and the Palestinians then sort of finally sort of had made something that they had 
couldn't even imagine in their dreams and it was uh, now so that was also very special but of course I mean being at the on the White House lawn of course very special but even then I think we thought that this is not going to be easy and any peace agreement starts with the implementation on what is on paper mm. and of course there <laughs> reality <laughs> mm. came and uh, and but for the first few years after the Oslo agreement there was still a lot of optimism but uh, after that of course things uh, have started I mean, to happen. We, we, we won't uh, of course spoil it for those who have not yet seen it but the ending of the play I think is very very powerful with the truth of the things that carried on mm. but also a message of look at what has been achieved, yeah. not at what yeah. has not. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that this play and theatre does so well. It's yeah. sometimes just, you know, do the snapshot. Yeah. No, and I think that that's what what is... <laughs> the, the, good, the good news I was about to say about the play is that it, it shows that it is possible to bring people together. It carries an incredibly important ish, uh, message also these days in the, in the polarized world and the chaotic world we are living in that if somebody so far from each other managed to come together and at least try and even make progress and even be able to agree, I think that, that proves that this is the only way and, the, and we have to continue trying, uh, even if the obstacle seems sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, almost impossible. But it, it shows that it is possible. And I think that, that's why I think uh, that, uh, that, that, that the play is, is certainly something world, 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 worthwhile, um, both um, the seeing and, and, and also sort of, as I said, the message it carries is yeah. very important. Uh, and of course, the play started off Broadway and then went into the Lincoln Centre. And then it won, you know, the 2017 Tony for Best Play. In fact, I think it won all the Best Play uh, awards it possibly could have won, actually. <laughs> and no surprise um, with that. But can I just uh, now just ask you a little bit about what it is like, I suppose, <laughs> to see yourself mm. as a character in a play. Because I don't know about all of you, ladies and gents, but I thought, would I, would I want to see myself up on the stage? So no, <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's such an important play, so it really matters. But, yeah. you know, how was that? And when did you first see it? And what do you think of your, your various views? You heard, you know, Jennifer mm. Lee and you, of course, mm. have, um, uh, you know, another actress here, you know, wonderful... <laughs> Um, Lydia Leonard, um, yeah. but just tell us a little bit about. Yeah. Is it a mirror or no, is it not you? No, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's very important to to for for me to say. And you, you said it. Uh, you, you said it in in the beginning. I mean, this is a play. I mean, it's not what actually happened. It's not a historic documentary of what what took place. Uh, it is like it's being said in the uh, in the promotion. It's based on a true story. <laughs> uh, I think uh, both J T. Rogers and Bart Scher has done a wonderful job in mm. making this into a play, which I never thought would ever happen because I thought that was such a crazy idea. <laughs> uh, when, when Bart Scher first told me when we were, we were living in New York at the time and, and, and I said, dream on, 
this is only an American can say something like that that will make <laughs> a, make a play out of sort of something. I mean that sort of heavy political uh, subject. But um, but but they um, but but they did. Uh, when I saw it the first time, uh, that was in did April. You, sorry, did you ever read? The script, no. or did you see no, it no, as no. one no, of no. us in the audience? Absolutely, and didn't see a word from the script. Never went to any rehearsal. Never no. uh, sort of. So it's it's um, it's a lot of artistic freedom in there. Uh, but but what is very good with it is, as I said, it it carries very well, or it it portrays very well, sort of the the drama, the intensity, yeah, yeah. the risk that the people took. Yeah. I mean, our, from the Norwegian side, I mean, our risk was minuscule compared to, to the Israelis and the Palestinians that, mm. uh, the, that, mm. that came to Norway and, 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 and actually uh, did this. But, um, but going back to your question on how I felt uh, when I saw it the first time on Broadway, I, I think uh, the director came up to me in the, in, the, in, in the intermission and said, I think you are about to faint, and I say, <laughs> yes, I am. I thought it was it was horrible, um, and then I saw it here the other day, and I'm getting used to it now. And and maybe and it's maybe <laughs> you know it's really great. <laughs> so maybe the third time I see it, I can see it as a play, and then I I will enjoy it. But so uh, you don't do that terrible thing of of focusing on a tiny detail to avoid them, but go, I'd never wear shoes like no, that. No. <laughs> no, it's 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 more than that kind of detail, yeah, yeah. details, of course. But so so to, to distinguish sort of between <laughs> myself and what's actually happened and what's going on on the on, on the stage is a little difficult for me. But uh, but that's my I was supposed to say that's my problem. I I hope that the audience can 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 enjoy it because but of course there are so many things and so yeah, it was so complex and so many people involved and, 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 and some of the characters are, I mean, closer to reality than, than others, if I, if I may say. But, but that doesn't really matter because it's, it's, uh, it, it's about sort of trying to, to, to make something out of a, 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 a thing that happened, of course, you you have to do, like you said, mm. uh, you mm. have to sort of focus mm. on a few people and focus on a few, and you have to create even more drama, even if it was quite a lot of drama. So, uh, so I'm I'm fine with that as as a play, absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> it's ambitious and courageous mm. writing that mm. captures the spirit of something that mattered very much. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine in the same way of you as a diplomat and talking to all of your friends and all the people you met through it. Mm. It is the sense that sometimes in an audience like this, in a theatre anywhere in the world, people with strong views can sometimes hear the theatre in mm. the way that they can't hear the politician talking or whatever. Mm. Uh, mm. Last question for me before we go out um, to the audience. Um, you have, obviously you're, you're doing a very important job now and you have stayed within that particular area of things um, without putting you on the spot in any way whatsoever give <laughs> however <laughs> um, given what we have seen in certain parts of the world that you know very well from mm. many of your mm. diplomatic postings are you optimistic are you 
not sure. You know, you have been through some extraordinary mm. times. You've mentioned the Intifada and then, mm. of course, in this period, the mm. Play 93. Mm. Mm. What are your feelings now? Not mm. you as the Norwegian ambassador. Mm -hmm. You're here as yourself. Mm -hmm. I know that. But mm -hmm. what, what do you think? Do you have optimism mm. that negotiations again in any field can happen? Mm. Yes, I, I remain an optimist. Uh, maybe maybe a little more cautious than uh, than before because uh, I remember I was told by some colleagues in my in my ministry that uh, that uh, oh this conflict in the Middle East will go on forever. There is no no way this could be sort of solved, and it certainly isn't solved. So that's that's of course maybe 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 they were right telling me that, but I. I'm even more uh, sure uh, how important it is to try and never mm. give up on this exactly this thing about sort of bringing people uh, to the table and because we know the alternative. And that is what we see now also in the Middle East and, and anywhere else. And that's why I'm so very proud of representing a country like Norway, mm -hmm. where we have actually made sort of this peace and reconciliation a very important part of our foreign policy. Uh, so we are, we are, have been active in many other conflict areas, uh, being it in uh, Sri Lanka, now the latest in Colombia, where mm. we were really played quite, uh, quite an important role also there to bring the government and the FARC guerrilla together. So I, I think we should never give up on that. And, and, and as I said, being a country like ours, where we are to a certain extent then sort of, like I said initially, quite neutral because we don't have a colonial uh, yes. history. We, yeah. are, we yeah. are a small country with not sort of vested interest around mm. uh, in the world. I still maintain. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that is, that is really, I, I feel it as a very strong privilege uh, to be a, a Norwegian diplomat and, uh, and, mm. and promote um, peace and reconciliation. And you know, when I watched the play, I thought, now it's a good thing to remember how much all of us are in the debt of people like you, mm. because we don't know a lot about this stuff until it, <laughs> till it happens, till mm. we see that handshake. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry, um, you, you have given such wonderful answers, but we have had our full 15 minutes already, and it is a very special evening this evening, and on behalf of the National Theatre, I'd like to say break a leg, not really, to the wonderful cast and creative team. It is press night tonight, um, so we must release the stage back to the players uh, for them to come in. Um, I would like to thank all of you for your support of the National Theatre. Those of you who have not yet seen this play, it is a real treat, and there are a couple of lines that, if I didn't spoil it for you, um, I would share them with you, but there is one that you will know what I mean when you see it later, when someone asks what the sound is that they can hear. And that line is what theatre is for. Ladies and gentlemen, Her Excellency Mona Yule, the Norwegian <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> <laughs>